Hello. Hello. What's up? Hello. Um, if you heard us counting, it's because we um, that's how we start our podcast so, so that we're all in sync. Um, you are welcome to the twenty ninth episode of Are We Live? Um, but the second quarantine special, uh, Are We Live? With me, Barney. Me Tong. Me Alpha. Me Jordan. We're in here, baby. What is going on, boys? Back mm. to this. Well, you said you wanted to start with something profound. <laughs> um, uh, firstly, um, I feel like we should all start with by saying thank you for all the um, the listeners, the new listeners, and everybody. Because basically, oh, yeah. we um, the stats are that in one week we've near enough matched our highest ever stream um, ever. So basically, we've got in in one week we've got the um, our our highest one. We've got those streams in in a week on our newest one. Am I making sense? Can somebody help me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I we um we had a good week last week. We had a really good week. So I don't know if, everyone, if it's everyone's bored <laughs> or it's because we're amazing. Um, but thank you, appreciate it. Um, yeah. It's nice. It's nice to be back. Yeah. Back in the game. <laughs> this is the most consistent we've ever been, I'm guessing, with the podcast, which is like... There was, there was, back in the days, we used to, I'm pretty sure we did a couple of back-to-backs. No, <clears throat> no, we never did, a, what, two episodes in a row? We did no three way, weeks man. in a row just now. We've done three weeks in a row. Oh, this, this is the third man. week. Let's, this let's is the third week. Yeah, of course. The first oh, week. The weird thing is, the weeks, ago, it feels like yesterday that we did a podcast. Really? It's mad. Like I feel like I, I don't have anything new to say to you guys. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like wow. nothing's happened to me this week. I have nothing new. Cheers, Tom. Um, um, you got new I feel opinions, like, Tom. You got new opinions. Yeah. Don't get offended, Barney. I just mean like I was joking. I'm not I feel like um, <laughs> I need a bit more time to, to have stuff to talk about. Do you know what I mean? It's in, it's an interesting one, especially in this time period. It kind of just I've slowed down, man. My pace of life is is so slow. There's not too much. Uh, excitement to fill you guys in with other than Warzone I've been banging out the Warzone do you want to call in next week then what's that do you want to call in next week call in next week (laughs) (laughs) speaking of Warzone I got my new PS4 phones last night yeah man are we going to do that we're going to get on Warzone yeah yeah that's that's like that's become the I've seen so many people so many of my friends talking about um, getting the PlayStation Live account, playing online, getting the PS4, getting the headphones. Everyone's like improving their game, and uh, I don't want to be left behind. <laughs> yeah, right. Bro, I've been banging out of Warzone, man. My house is obsessed no, with sick. it, man. All the boys in my house are so neaky. How many so people tactical. live in How many people? There's, what is uh, what is everyone's situation? There's five boys in my house, Shit. and um, they're all avid gamers. So it's like. Every evening, it's upstairs, Warzone, tactics. Like, we plan tactics over dinner. We talk about what we're going to do in Warzone. It's, it's the neekiest I've ever been, man. Do you play, like, do you play local, like LAN? Or do you play, do you all have your own PS4? PS4? No, we have we have four screens upstairs, all in, all in a row. And what? we sit down with our headsets. You lot are pros. What? We've got a quad, oh a quad, str- quad screen set up. It's oh so my jokes. Gosh. Who's paying for that fiber optic internet? Oh, we're paying for it, man. We've got that Jeez. version. Come on, baby. <laughs> you guys need to move to Vodafone 5G Gigaplex. 
Is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that the shit, Jordan? It's the best shit in the game. But, however, it's it makes my... We're getting into the gaming chat right now, but it makes my NAT settings strict, which means I can't connect to everyone in a P2P basis. I can only connect to... <laughs> To anybody uh, else that's listening, I have no clue what he's talking about. Basically, no there's, there's no strict settings all. that, like, I can only connect to a few people online, so it's annoying. I have fast internet, but I can only connect with, like, strict amount of people, whereas people with open connections can connect with everyone, but easily can get hacked. Right. Well, um, to anyone that's listening, um, I'm sorry, like, everyone that's, um, thank you for staying with us. Uh, whoever, everyone <laughs> that's left, I understand. <laughs> I get it. I understand why you probably stopped listening. Um, Fair enough. I've got you to say. <laughs> I like gaming. Um, um, cool. So, All right. So yeah, go on. Although we may not have anything like new to say from our perspective, I think that's good anyway. It's time for us to stop just talking about ourselves. Like, I oh, agree. I'm this and I'm that and I'm doing this and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, no one's doing anything right now. No one is doing anything. So all we can do is sort of offer up our like, opinions on stuff. For example, um, last week I saw possibly, well, it's the only Instagram battle I've ever seen, but possibly the greatest Instagram battle I've ever seen. Um, it was DJ Premier versus RZA of the Wu-Tang Clan. And yes, the first time I've seen... Do you know what? It's the first time I've ever seen a producer battle because I was never really invested or interested in those things. I know they used to do them a bit, like, back when the world was running and stuff, but, you know, I was always thought, like... I don't know, when you tell me beef, I just think, you know... Like, it's got to be... That, that just doesn't seem like beef to me, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that doesn't seem like beef, so I'm not really interested, because it's, really, it's not really beef, is it? Right. Like, so was it was it labelled beef? Were they like we're gonna have a? Because I I didn't hear about this. So I don't, I don't know what you're what you're so talking about. What happened? It was insane. So like so so the whole thing I think comes from battle rapping and like just a a, a part of hip hop where you know rappers primarily battle and and right. against each other. So yeah, in a in a battle and like when you do things like this other rappers and stuff that normally mm. you know it. Well, it stems from a problem you have with someone, but also I guess it develops into a sport in it. So it, right. it's all, I guess it's in jest now. But when it comes to producers, like it, battling with producers is like, um, I don't know, you play a beat and then I play a better beat and then you try to play a better beat than I just played. Yeah, that's weird, man. So what happened? It, it, Were they just playing? It was, oh, yeah, so, it was like, so sick. So what Instagram the Instagram battling thing has developed into... Because celebrities have got involved, didn't it? And what that means is they play their hits, basically. They play their strongest songs. So they're not really playing to um, diss mm. the person they're playing tracks against, really. It's not really like, I have a problem with right. you. Now it's just like, I'm going to show yeah. you the best tunes of my catalogue. My whole catalogue beats your whole catalogue. It's like that. Wow. So it's a bit, you know... I was a bit... Wow, we should do that. Weird. We should do that now we live. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew that was coming. Imagine. <laughs> Just play the tune. Boom, boom. But to be, but to be fair, it was, it was like, 
one thing I loved about it was like it was just super respectful and like Rizza and DJ Premier were just both like fans of each other and like yeah. throughout the whole time they were just like bigging each other up being like yo I, I remember listening to that song when I was in the club in 92 and like I remember working on this song in 94 and, and that was what was really really great about it obviously the tunes were also amazing and also yeah. another thing is like what I loved was um it wasn't just also just it wasn't just hits it would be hits and some hits that you didn't you didn't even realize that they produced if that makes sense some songs that you it would be like oh yeah, yeah. what you made that so i didn't even know that was you yeah, and that kind of yeah, stuff and, exactly. that, and like that was like it was just it was, it was, just it was a masterclass like, basically yeah it For was the rest of us watching man. it was like a yeah. hip-hop masterclass because exactly. you had two oh, wow. imagine you have two professors talking between each other and after tunes are being played there's this conversation between them and there's mm. context put to them and stuff like that. For example, RZA would play like the the Kanye tune, my my dark twisted fantasy, and you're like, oh, you forgot RZA even produced that, like mm. something for Kanye. Oh, that's yeah. and then they'll have a conversation about that, and then yeah, no, it was just it was just a good sort of back and forth, you know. Once so there once was RZA no beef. His... It wasn't like a traditional yeah. battle as such. It's like a discussion of their no. Yeah, yeah, no. It was more yes like supporting. No. I think it's turned into like a. It's more like they're both doing a back-to-back party online yeah. and everyone's like it's... jumping in. But the first one was Timberland versus um, Swiss, Swiss Beats. And mm-hmm. um, they were going like, I think because they're mates, they were like going at it. They were like, yeah. oh, that, that shit compared to this, boom, then he's playing like a suit. But Timberland yeah. like slayed him in that, in that battle. Yeah, yeah, I'm I... bro. Timberland's one of my yeah. favourite producers, man. Yeah, I think Timberland. So I, I, I think Jordan, I think you tweeted it. I think the only person that could take out Timberland would probably be Pharrell. That's the only person I can think that can kind of match him in terms of yeah, like man. hits and like. Yeah. What about Dr. Dre? I was. Oh, Dr. Dre, of course. No, yeah. not for me. No, nah, Dr. Dre could. Do you know what he's behind? Timberland's just that. Don't underestimate I... him. You know what? I think... I think the thing about Dre is I, I've heard about his his contributions to say Anderson Pack's record. He was heavily involved in that and the mixing of that record. And he was very like. And he's quite forceful in how he wanted it to be mixed, even though it was Anderson's record. And um, apparently, right there. a bit of goss. And um, and I, I I think the mix was really bad on that record, man. The drums are so are just so loud compared to everything else. And uh, I don't know, the newest man. one, the newest record, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought they were too loud as well. Weird. I think everyone's got yeah, their I mean, way in it. He did make some hits back in the day, obviously. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that in a day, bro. Like, like ah, Eminem, Eminem, dope. Fifty Cent, like I don't know, Kendra, Kendra Lamar. I, like, I kind of. I don't like, know. Maybe some new stuff that Dre's done. This, this dope. Oh, I don't know. I mean, he has. But so, basically, he he's involved in the mixing the master. Because also, the, 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 does that mean mixing the mastering as well? Because like, so say Kendra Lamar's album no, not, and stuff. Not mastering. No, no, no. Because like, song. There's like there was a battle of songwriters with um Jonta Jonta Austin versus Neo. So that was another yeah. battle. And this was not really primarily about their hits. It's about songs you didn't know they ghost wrote. So you had John yeah. Austin playing like Aaliyah stuff. And then everyone was just like, ah, oh, what? You wrote for Aaliyah? Like, so it's, there's battles oh, on I different levels. That. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So there's like songwriter battles. So there could be like, as, there could be bassist battles like in the oh, future. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? About, mm-hmm. oh, I played on this tune. And then, you know, I played Who on this Who do you think is, is the most untouchable beat maker? Beatmaker of all time. Who couldn't be beaten? Uh, in a... Jay, yeah, well, Dilla, actually, no, before Dilla, Dilla, Dilla. But oh, then yeah. I think I was saying, Tom. 
I don't know if you're a big um, DJ Premier fan, yeah, but listening to the RZA versus I like, DJ Premier, I think yeah. Dilla versus Premier would have been like, oh my, that battle would have been unreal. Because I'm not yeah, a massive Wu-Tang fan, mm. like, um, but I have to give like credit to RZA and like what Wu-Tang did. But like Dilla that, versus man. DJ Premier would have been absolutely yeah. For me, like, Dilla did, Dilla did something that no other producer's done yet, whereas some with other producers, there's kind of quite a lot of crossovers, I find. Whereas I feel like Dilla, like, the, the, the sense of groove and the way he chopped samples and stuff was so... No, no one's done that. You know, people tried to copy in him, but I can always tell, I can always tell a Dilla beat, um, whereas I might not be able to tell another producer's beat, you know, like, maybe it's a bit more of a crossover, I feel like. But that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. DJ Premier's beats think, are so distinct, though. That's the yeah, thing. The, you well, could even few, say that. Um, um, yeah, there's actually there's a few. Too. There's a Timberland, few. Pharrell, like all these kind of guys you can hear. It's like so, like Teddy Riley, like all these guys you can hear. Teddy Riley, I don't know any of that Teddy Riley stuff. Oh, that's like New Jack Swing stuff. Oh right, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You can hear their sound, but with Dilla, there was something more to it. I feel like. I think like, there's something more in the way he programmed mm. his drums and the, the swing, and with uh, Dilla, the way he chopped up chords. With Dilla, yeah. Now, with Dilla, he was a he was a sort of a genius in his own right with the way he approached music, and I feel like a lot of his untouchableness comes from his long lasting effect that he had on people. So when it comes to like an Instagram battle and things like that, since since we're just talking about that, like an, a battle and stuff like yeah. that, it would be more about what you've done and your range. Whereas like Dilla, like he's got a place in so many producers now heart space everyone studied him like obviously he passed mm. so that obviously prolongs his legend if that makes sense like that makes him like he's mm. and and so you appreciate him almost as an artist almost yeah, as definitely. like a almost as a as this singularity that won't whereas like a timberland i don't really care about timberland by himself to be honest it's really a like timberland what he did for other artists that's what's more long-lasting for him, if that makes sense. And yeah. So what, what's interesting it, is that people listen to Dilla, like, just, just... You're right, people listen to Dilla as Dilla, but people don't listen to Timberland as Timberland. It's weird, that, isn't it? Like, you always listen to Timberland's production with the vocals and the artists that he's worked with. Well, yeah, Dilla... Dilla, like Dilla, Dilla was like, people bang out his beats, you know? Dilla, yeah, Dilla was, like, the first kind of, like... the notice wave of, like, lo-fi, people just listening to beats at home, studying that kind of stuff. Like, Dilla was the start of people just listening to beats from that, from what I can think of. A lot of the time with producers, it was, yeah, like, you collaborating with artists. But I think Dilla was, like, the first... Mm. I, I might be wrong, people can correct me, but, like, in terms of a producer, being the first producer that people could just listen to his beats... And it was timeless. Sometimes you don't even know when they come out. They came out. Some of the dealer beats. They don't. They don't change in like they're timeless. You can play them today, yesterday, whatever. Like it doesn't matter um, in in terms of like time period. Um, but I do think um, I do think that with with Dilla, it is. I think it's what Alpha's saying about his his place in people's hearts is a lot as well. Like obviously he's an amazing producer and talented, but I think it, it, it him passing away as well. Added mm. to the added to the legacy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the fact that it was kind of like he didn't do like for there was a producer called um, so like J- Dr. Dre for example, yeah. Um, Dr. Dre, kind of over a period of time, like now, there's there's more room for you to kind of like take your legacy with the more stuff you do, the longer you go on. Do you know what I'm saying? If Dr. Mm. Dre died, um, obviously not suddenly wanting to die, but in 2001, 
Yeah. It would be way different to if he if if to now because now you have longer time of doing more stuff mm-hmm. and you're and you're competing with yourself. Um. So like for example, I was listening to a podcast with um Andre three thousand. Um, and Rick mm. Rubin, which I, if you haven't listened to it, I suggest you listen to it. And he speaks about this idea of him like not wanting to create anymore because he's battling his his his, his legacy. Do you get what I'm saying? And the idea of like the the longer you do something for, and the, the yeah. more stuff you put out, the more people can yeah. judge you for, and and how more di- um, um, difficult it is. So yeah, I'm I'm What's trying like to Andre, say that, yeah. and Andre three thousand doesn't want to put songs out anymore. You know, exactly. he's tired of it. Exactly that. Um, exactly that. Yeah, you know, we, he's also weirdly, the longer the yeah, longer he waits. Um, the hype is going to be building even more. So any whichever right. way he goes about it, he like yeah, if he does yeah. release something in ten more years, can we can we bring it to Jay Electronica then? Because okay, this is Go exactly on. what's happened with him. Like yeah. so, explain explain a, who he is and stuff. <clears throat> Do you get bad I press? Mean, no, 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 no. So Jay Electronica is an artist. I think his biggest tune before was Exhibit C. Like that's what I think. Um, but he had like a few songs and a few verses and everyone put him among Jay-Z and Nas straight away. Like everyone yeah. put him among those guys. So it came time to drop his debut album, you know, because you've got to prove it, innit? You can't just have songs and a couple verses here and there. Like, so, but then that album didn't come out for, how long was it, bro? Like how long? Bro, it? like it must've, it must've been like 10 years. Like it must've been like what? It's 2020 now. Yeah, I say from like 2010. When did it, yeah, around like 20, yeah, about 10, about 10 years. Yeah, so, yeah, so his album didn't come out until this year. And um, all over the album, you can just hear the insecurity in his verses. Like, you can hear Proper. him saying, man, I was scared to put this out because of what the media might say. And then he's talking about how, you know, Jay-Z had to call him and say, you got to feed your family. And Diddy had to call him and say, you got to feed... Like, he was just rambling on about that in the, <laughs> for the whole album. And yeah. the album came out with Jay-Z. So it's a strong... It came out so strong. Like, the music was so... The music's good. I really like it. And it's not like his verses are, like, bad or anything. They're, they're good. He's still Jay Electronica. But I'm just talking more about the fear that artists have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, imagine... Yeah. So basically, Tom, what do you think your biggest tune is? Or I guess Spotify oh. Day can tell you. Uh, but what well, is your biggest tune? streams-wise, it'll be Beautiful Escape on Spotify. Uh, Jeez, so that's my on. biggest... What it runs through? What it runs through me? No, that's not, that's not <laughs> the biggest. I mean, that's not the biggest. <laughs> so, they're all big. So, they're all big. Come on, let's, baby. Let's, let's get right. Shit, Tom. I mean, come on, baby. I mean, so I let me, mean. Let me go. Let me go round. Let me go round, Jay. Let me go round. So, uh, Jordan, what's your biggest tune? What's your biggest hey? tune, Jordan? What's your biggest tune? Um, Thomas remix Midnight Mischief. <laughs> 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 but your biggest tune, Jordan. Like, let um, me. I'm going somewhere yes. with this. Sorry, sorry. My around. biggest tune's probably like. <laughs> We're gonna go around. Oh no, no, probably so light, yeah. Sorceress or something. <clears throat> oh, so you don't know, but it's probably one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Barney, what's your biggest tune? Lo, lo and behold, it's Tom Mystery. Come on, it's, on it's good, good, good to be home. Good to be home is my biggest song. Good to be Shout home. Shout out to FIFA. <laughs> yeah, good to be home is the biggest song. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Well, what's the biggest tune that you feel like? So, what's your what's your next biggest tune? Because I'm getting some, I'm going somewhere with this. What's oh, it's gonna be my 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 personal biggest tune. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. Cool. So then, my biggest Jeez. tune is "Keep On." So yeah, I'm I'm gonna ask all of you this year. Yeah. After making those tunes and after the success of those tunes, yeah, did you ever feel like you never reached that height or that the level of? Success that that specific tune had, again. That's a 
That's a really good question. Because well, as in a... alpha, alpha when though? Like when, like how how far after it was released? Mm. So I'm talking about I'm talking about today. Mm. Oh, as in right now. So right now, so yeah. you you've been in studio since in the last few months, in the last year, or whatever, to make your whatever yeah. you're making next. Um, yeah. Do you ever? Does it ever cross your mind that our oh, yeah. man, I'll probably never make a tune as successful as this tune ever again? Def- and but for me. If- yeah. And as another question on top of that, <laughs> what does that, like, what, how does that make you move, basically? What do you do? Mm, because right. a J Electronica and an Andre 2000 were like, oh, man, that's it, I'm stopping, I ain't making music. <clears throat> like, I'm done. Yeah, really? I'm done. That's a great that's question. That's weird, man. Because he's, he's not treating it as art, he's treating it as numbers then, in that, in that sense. No, I think it's he's not more making so a track because he doesn't want to get a track that's not as big as his biggest track. No, I disagree. I, th- I think it will be more so the, the pressure of, it's not just about numbers, it's the pressure of like critical, critical acclaim. Exhibit C was like critically acclaimed to be right. it, massive. So, for example, like Alpha. But is he not passionate? Isn't he not passionate about the art of, of making, you know, making music and. And just because one thing is has the great reviews, it doesn't. You know, every project is is special in its own way. This is gonna be a sick talk. This is gonna be a sick chat. So, so, so you so you can be. So I I'll answer that. You can you can be passionate, but then also it's people's reaction. Like, imagine you're passionate and you love your tune, and then people's reaction to that tune validates that, validates your passion, and and you go yes, like I've successfully. Right. So made yeah, this. Wh- wh- how how do you validate that? Yeah. Yeah, because personally, I don't, I don't have that. Obviously, my most popular tune is "Beautiful Escape." That hasn't validated that being my favorite song. The, my favorite stuff is the stuff that I've made over the last year, um, and that, that's had no validation. You know. Okay, Tom. Um, if, obviously, if, it's not if, out yet. But if, if Tom, so hypothetically speaking, yeah. Mm. If if the stuff you dropped with Yusuf came out, yeah, mm. yeah, <clears throat> and everyone hated it, everyone was saying it was yeah. terrible. <laughs> no, as yeah. in, I'm being like, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. It's, what, no, it's the worst thing, worst thing you've ever made. Yeah, Could would be, you yeah. would you second guess <laughs> Jordan's throwing emojis? <laughs> um, would you? And you know honest, what? I, w- be, I wouldn't would, second would, guess it, man. You wouldn't second guess it. I wouldn't because okay. I I know it's I know it's dope, and it, it gave me goosebumps when I was working on it. Okay. So it really is a, it is a personal thing, and I think it's way how you how do you yeah it's the thing of other people validating your own work and um. I know what I like. Okay. Mm. I, 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 think I think it depends I, on the artist. I, 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 I could talk personally, speaking. Should I'm buying the next, buying your next? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like there's, there's so many factors to this. It's a oh, sick, sick topic, by the way. Um, I think, first of all, um, so like my biggest song is Good To Be Home, yeah? I don't even treat that as my song. It's, well, it's, it wasn't my song originally. It was Tom's and then Tom handed it over um, to me, right? So like, when I make music, I don't even like factor it in in terms of like, I'm going to make a song as big as that. I don't even like it's not even it's not even really feel like my song because it's so much bigger than all my other songs. Do you get what I'm saying? So when I approach making music, I don't even think about that. Um, <clears throat> but then secondly, I think, and this is personally speaking, I think every musician um, has some sort of um, insecurity about people liking their music. I, I think I think it's impossible to be like I don't give a fuck what anybody else says. My music is good, like. Like I think you want people to like it, and I think if everybody mm. hates it, I don't. I don't think there's anybody that can be like, well, everyone's wrong. I'm right. You guys are t- uh, or whatever. Because I think the same way when somebody loves when ev- when everybody loves your music, you go, wow, that feels great. Like 
I must have done something right. No, hundred percent, man. Of course, I. If you're referring to me, of course, I do uh, like people liking my music, just as anyone. It's nice to have validation. But what I'm saying is, I, you know, I wouldn't not release a record because I've had a record that was very critically acclaimed. You know. No, but I'm saying. But I'm no, but I'm saying, would you be? My point wasn't, would you not release it? I'm saying, would you feel a way? Would it be like, ah, oh, like if everybody hated it, would you second guess yourself? Would you be like, hang on a minute, did I miss something here? That's my point. So that, wasn't so saying that, that was right, right, right. Tom, yeah. that was my question, really. The, the whether Tom yeah. would release it or not, right, that, was, right. that was more tied to my question. So, so I hear that that you yeah. mm. that you'll still release it regardless. You, you won't because like an Andre three thousand, mm. for example, got stumped by that. He was just like, listen, I'm, sh- I don't know what to do yeah, now. Man. Like blah blah blah. So Jordan, what do you think, man? Like, do you ever feel like that? I do. I do a lot. Um, I've gone through like. Um, basically there's people a lot a percentage of my fans are stuck in the groove curse world and like as in as in I get to a show the people at the front are always the ones screaming for the groove curse songs or like my most stream plays are like groove curse which is my second EP and um, so when Cloak came out I was like cool I've finally established myself as an artist and then I was like I'm going to change my sound but what about those people that liked Add the Baseline? Will they like Wallflower? Blah, blah. And then I go and release Wallflower. Um, it gets much... Basically, it gets a stronger connection with people that hear it, but it doesn't blow as much as, um, you know, Add the Baseline or All Right or something because it's not, like, as easy. And then... Um, so then that basically subconsciously ha- slightly had an effect on Origin where I was thinking... Well, because I think of it in two ways. I think, like, I want to get bigger for the purpose of being able to bring a bigger band around. So, like, I want to be able to play shows that pay enough that I can afford to have a synth player as well and maybe another guitarist and BVs. But, like, so I I am thinking, like, is this... Like, I'm thinking now, for example... Will this will a couple of these songs be able to help me sell those extra tickets to play venue X in London mm. or LA? Mm. And like, is this gonna help me get a little bit bigger? So I do annoyingly think about it sometimes, even though when I went to this recording in Wales for like two weeks straight, oh like in like a week and then a week, we were constantly saying all the musicians there were like, no one's allowed to say anything like that. Everything has to be like free expression in the studio. And later you can let people like the label or my management or like my mm. friends tell you whatever but when you're creating yeah. you got to like go in and trust do what you want and be free but then like it always comes yeah. to that moment when you're choosing the track list and you're like oh yeah. god there's six obscure songs should i just sacrifice yeah. one of these for the sake of getting that extra 500 ticket i don't know man yeah. that it's it is it is deep so yeah. it actually does have an effect on me maybe not like them but it does affect me in a different way yeah, man, I, I can relate to that. I, I think it's a compromise, isn't it, a lot of the time? Um, like, I, when I work on on a record, I'm often, I often do listen to my manager and the stuff he says. And um, I guess my, my career has become like a collaboration with my manager because he's often, you know, I, I do take on board what he, what he says. And often yeah. what, he, what he says is makes me more, um, not, com- not commercial, but more... Uh, accessible. Of, accessible or packageable as a... 
as an artist, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, but I'm I'm okay with that collaboration. I you know I kind of. Yeah. When did you, well, um, when did you get um, Tom? When did you get yeah. to the point? When did you get to the point of um, of ex- trusting your manager to be like, yeah, here's my art. Mm. Judge it. I, I will now take what you're t- into consideration. Do you know what I'm saying? Because that's quite a big deal. I would. Yeah, man. I mean, basically, I obviously I make all my music, but but my manager um, often gives opinions and stuff, and I and I listen to his opinion. I value his opinion, uh, and some a lot of the time I disagree. But there are times where I where I make compromises, you know, because I feel like I I can benefit from these compromises without, you know, I'm not I'm not losing my um, integrity as an artist. I'm just sort of, you know, then, with track yeah. listing things like that, you know. But then isn't yeah, that yeah. kind of going against what you said though? Because that's kind of and correct me if I'm wrong, but in 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 even if if it's one person, their opinion mm. is kind of say you made something and 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 he's like, mm. yo, change it. And yeah. you do do change it. That is kind of second guessing yourself, surely, isn't that kind of taking like that's st- that's still kind of going okay. Well, maybe I let me th- let me try like change it a little bit to, no. for the idea of accessibility. I reckon that's I reckon that's um that's just part of the t- you're, he's part of the team. It's like I'm making say I'm recording with my band yeah. and say yeah. someone else has a an opinion on doing something. Like yeah. if I take their opinion on board, that's not me going submitting to the masses. That's not me going, selling out. I sorry, carry on. Okay. Yeah. I, I see no, it more as a no, collaboration, I agree, I agree and I, and I collaborate a lot. You know, I collaborate with with people all the time when I'm making music and stuff. And 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 their suggestions isn't me uh, becoming more mainstream necessarily. It can be it's sort of you know being an artist is an open thing. You collaborate with people, I guess, and that that's part of it. Um, and I've always been a collaborator. You know, whether that is track listing or or writing a song or you know. Mm. So I see my yeah. manager as is part of that. I think Alpha, you've got a special... Alpha, 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 what about you, though? Yeah, I reckon you? Tom has probably you're... got a... I'm, not, I'm giving Tom... Not, not giving Tom the benefit of the doubt, if that means. I'm, 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 I'm saying that Duncan is part of... Not Duncan. <laughs> I'll cut that. I'll cut out his name, but... That's cool, I'm man. Saying, it's cool. You can say the name. I'm saying that he's part of Tom's team directly. <laughs> and it's not the same as, like, um, having an A&R roll up in and go, listen, I don't like this order. Out of nowhere. You need to yeah. do this. yeah. I don't like this uh, this track. It needs to sound like this. You need to do that. Yeah. Like, I think that's it's a different like that relationship. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why yeah. I, I sort of, I, I, I'm on Tom's side with that specific point. When it comes to me, yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I've, I've just been stubborn basically my whole life, innit? Like, when it comes to what I want to do, mm. if I'm deciding to do something, I'll do it. If I, and the thing is, it's not like, I don't feel naive because I, I fully understand sort of the consequences of what I'm doing. So if I'm making a tune that's like 10 minutes, I'm not going to be upset if it doesn't get on radio. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I'm not going to be upset if like X amount of people mm. don't listen to it because this is the kind of tune I wanted to make. I didn't yeah, expect yeah. this tune to do this. I'd be happy if it does. There's certain tunes that have gone way beyond what I'd think they would do. So mm. it's sort of only a pleasant, expri- uh, sorry, a pleasant surprise sort of thing when it comes to my music because I know the type of music I'm making isn't like I can't be, I can't expect a lot, like an incredible amount anyway. Do you know what I mean? So I'll yeah. never feel like I um, like when it comes to my biggest tune, Keep On. That is mm. that's from 2017. I've released yeah. like 
well, by Friday, it'll be like three projects since then. So for me, even though I've sort of mentally moved on from the tune, people are discovering it every day. You got to like take people into account, man. Like, even though you've been sitting on this tune for like three years or whatever, or you've been playing mm. it for years and years, yeah. you have to like understand that people are coming across these tunes or listening to them in a time period yeah. that really helps them. Like, or exactly. the time period that's vi so vivid for them course, that they can remember that moment and what that did and how that affected their life at that point. So mm -hmm. I can't yeah. really, we can't really sort of belittle that. I just, I just feel like when that tune did well, it was a bunch of factors, not just the way the tune sounded. Like, there's a mm -hmm. bunch of factors to why that did well, man. I always say it, man, like algor algorithms, people coming across it, people not even knowing who I was, but just knowing mm -hmm. the artwork and stuff like that. Um, yeah. There's so many other factors that I can't be like, I can't ever feel bad, like, oh, I can't replicate that. How do you replicate all those factors at once? You can't do it. You have to just yeah. keep making the music you want to make. Do you know what I mean? But then I suppose, but then, but then I suppose what, what, one thing I would say, Alpha, though, yeah, is that, like, it's really interesting because they, they, it's very easy to understand why somebody would be feel negative about a, a song Especially when you feel like you've grown, do you get what I'm saying? It's I fully understand it. I fully it's, it's, it's like it's like uh, yeah, like it's so easy to make something five, mm. six years ago mm. that you totally moved on, you totally changed, and people still want to talk about the stuff that you made four or five years ago. And because it's like um, it's like it's like this. It's like um, you write a book. If you wrote a book at fifteen and you wrote a book at Thirty, they're going to be totally different books because you've grown and you've, and you've experienced life more and you you've learnt more and so to kind of always be referenced to something that your your past work is always going to be kind of frustrating, um and you know and and that fight is a difficult fight to have and I think with Andre Andre three thousand, yeah. um I think he's fighting this idea of that alpha he's fighting nostalgia he's fighting critical acclaim he's fighting um you know sales and but then this is it, man. yeah yeah so, so this is it so. People that are also having the same fight are people like D'Angelo. So people like yeah. him, he's fighting voodoo. Like, yeah, that's, he's got right, beef right. with voodoo. Like, because... Yeah, yeah fully, he, yeah. Because he, he took... There was such a huge gap, and I reckon a lot of that gap was like, I can't do another voodoo. Like, I can't... <laughs> I can't um, have this... You can't generate that sort of impact. You can't... Yeah, you man. can't you can't know that a, a song you make is going to have the impact that it makes when it becomes you don't know when you've made your mo actually it's not that you don't know but you can't know before you've made your most successful song you're ever going to make yeah, in your career I feel like you can't him know. having that that long a gap made it even worse it makes it harder when you have like when you go away for 15 years people tend to compare your old stuff with your new stuff more so than if you're dropping album after album after album yeah. you know yeah I agree. then it's like a constant stream of you know you're like comparing two different eras if there's like 15 year difference, you know? Yeah. But for so. 15 years, everyone was talking about D'Angelo for 15 years. So in yeah. not making yeah, another record, his name lasted for so yeah. long. How many artists yeah, are born and die every day? Like, or exactly. every year? Like, oh, bro, every he month. Made, he, made yeah. an, he made a project that it's almost like he would have tarnished it. Imagine he released something every two years. You think Voodoo would... As, be as strong as it is now you're right basically I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying basically yeah. that the more you release it's almost 
yeah, so it's, again, it's, that's my, it's like, that's it's my like question. The, it's, like, it's, it's, like cleansing, it's like cleansing the palate, isn't it, Alpha? Like, the more music you release, it's like cleansing the palate. So, like, if you leave it for long enough... So, the reason why the D'Angelo thing is even more interesting is because, with what you said, Alpha, it lasted for the 15 years, and also, a lot of kids were finding out about him every year. So, he was a new artist for a lot of people, every year. So, imagine it's like... Mm-hmm. Every year you're getting new new fans every but like different set of new yeah. fans every year and yeah, so like yeah. people that found out about his album the year before he dropped Black Messiah which like what the hell is yeah. this this is he, that's no new like what and because Voodoo's so timeless as well and by the way I like Black Messiah as well. yeah I love Black Messiah yeah, yeah I, I love, really that. Like that I love that album but like but yeah in comparison to Voodoo it's not it's not Voodoo because Voodoo, and I even, think if even he the musicians had released albums stuff, in between then there would have been less of a comparison between those two albums that were like 100 percent uh, a million people. Yeah. five albums so so true but then I, I, but then, but then I suppose at the same time as well sorry Jordan is right. mental really? health is mental health mate like if you can't if you can't make something because you're just in a bad space like and you're not in the right yeah. headspace and you can't yeah, make man. it do you know what I'm saying like it's, it's you're not a machine you're like you have human emotion you have relationships you have kids you have you know battling the industry as well battling insecurities shows um it's it's tough like it's so difficult this is where i quickly big everyone up that's part of this podcast because this is the thing i've got from this short little conversation everyone is sort of a machine in their in their own right at no point did anyone say i'd stop like oh i I was i'd stop (laughs) making music for a while like even jordan like who sort of probably feels the worst when it comes to this sort of thing. At no <clears> point did you mention, ah, oh, um, I'm going to stop making an album because people are stuck in the groove because he was like, oh, he's just worried about with the next album, the next album, the next album. Do you know what I mean? Like, so just because your head yeah. is in that space puts you on a different plane, like, automatically for me. Like, oh, I, I just, the, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, you No, nah, go on, go on, go on. I've spoken I was enough. thinking I th- another thing, <laughs> another thing about that which is like makes it even more complicated. It's sort of like normal people, normal artists release albums maybe once every three years. And then that sound is sort of, that sound is fairly similar because that's what most people do. So like that three year gap, you know, all of us are releasing a lot actually, but I may have released three albums in three years, all of which changed quite a lot. But it's very fast change for someone to process because people usually have four years to listen to an album and then their artist releases another album and then they're like, oh my God, I love this new stuff. It's so different Mm. because I've had time. Whereas mine might come out 14 months later and Mm. then they're like, what the hell, this guitar, what the hell? Um, But but what's crazy Mm. and and what's even another, another level about that is like, it's annoying now... I, I, it's not annoying. This why something about it that annoys me though is that like I'm getting these offers now for these songwriting sessions, but people yeah. only hear that old me. Like, and yeah, soul yeah. music, I feel like I can, I can churn out really easily and quickly, and mm. it's I, it's fine. I can do it, but it doesn't yeah. excite me anymore. It's not interesting as much. Right. And then I'm like, well. I'm I'm feel like I'm way past that, but they only hear the album that they heard, which only just came out recently, three years ago, which is yeah. not that long ago. But yeah. I've I've released. I mean, Origins a soulful album, but yeah. my new mm. stuff, like I'm constantly on a change. Same I've as got where a que- Tom's at now. I've got a question, yeah, Jordan. Man. I've got a question. Yeah, um, and this is just like a question for everybody, um, but it, it triggered something. Do you think 
you should do something just because you're good at it. Do you get what I'm saying? Because you're good at it, I think people go, a lot of people, especially like in the industry or whoever, go, well, if you're good at this and you can do it easily, why don't you just do it? Do you get what I'm saying? Why, why like, do you think if you're good at something, you should just stick to your strengths or should you do something totally different? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Mm. I think, oh, I mean... No, you shouldn't is... necessarily do something if you're good at it, I don't think. Um, I guess do what make what excites you, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's hard, sometimes that's easy. But whatever gives you goosebumps as an artist, make make the shit that you love, I guess. That's what I, that's what I try and do. Even if it's not good? But I, way, I, I think it's good. Because it gives yeah. me goosebumps, isn't it? That's... Jordan, I'm not saying your stuff wasn't good, by the way. That was. I'm saying, but yeah, like, but, what, like, even if it's not good, should you still make it, even though it's not good? What if I don't think it's good? Do you mean? If you know it's not as strong as the stuff that you're good at, so like, say for example, so it's easy, but yeah, it's not good. No, sorry, let me explain myself. It's easy, so but it's, not challenging. Yeah, it's easy, right. but you're good at it, and it's, mm. but it's not challenging. But then you want to play, right, right. you know, it's like I don't know. Yeah. For me, like I, I, I've got throwaway beats that, that I can do, I can do so easily. But I know that people would use them, and and uh, and I get production credits, you know, by doing stuff like that. It's stuff that I'm not, I'm not passionate about these beats, but I can churn them out. So I might as well, um, send them out in a batch, you know. Okay. But that's that. But I don't want to necessarily be, uh, that to be part of the Tomish brand, you know. That's like more of an under, you know. Yeah, because why not? I guess that's the publishing versus um, your your stuff, the artist stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you've mm. got publishing, and then you know you can just sit in sessions, and then you can just sort of do what you're good at because minimal effort for you. I, I I don't know that argument's sort of an age old one. The whole interest versus talent, what you're actually good at. Do you know what I mean? Because what you find easiest is what you're the like. It's, it's just your talent is basically what comes easiest to you, basically. What, what you find easier than other things, but that may not always align with your interests. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's down to you as a human being, yeah? I'm a, am I going to follow my passion? I think I, I saw some skit, actually. I was on YouTube, um, was it yesterday? A couple of days back, and there was a skit, basically, about like when your guy, uh, when your friend makes uh, just crap beats, basically. And in the skit... The, the guy was talking about, you know, him getting into Harvard and stuff like that. But he was like, nah, but I'm going to follow my passion. And he pressed spacebar on the <laughs> deadest beat, the deadest beat. And the, like, it was horrible. And then his friend was like, sort of started crying and the dramatic things came and he killed his friend, basically. He just killed, because he was like, because he was like, I'd rather die than, you know, I'd rather die. I need to follow my passion. So I'd rather die than go to, and his other friend was like, you know, okay. But, but that was very extreme, but it's sort of an age-old argument. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you do? Because this side will basically make you more money. Mm. This will basically yeah. make you more money, I guess. Like, mm. well, faster anyway, because you are good at it now. Whereas, like, yeah. your interest, your passion, but it might leave your life... You might be, feel more fulfilled by doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not good at making these bait beats. Uh, I don't know. It's just I can do both. Do you know what I mean? It's like... It doesn't take much. It doesn't take up much time. It doesn't take away from the artistry that I'm doing under my own project. Yeah. It's just kind of like you know. Jordan, why don't you have you ever thought about just like being like, okay, well, okay, if you carry on making the groove curse um stuff, 
do you think that you would be bigger than you are now? That's Ooh, a good question. I always, I, that's a good question. Fucking hell, you got me in the jugular right there, buddy. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I think, I, I always, I always think about it like, um, and this is to be as most like, not transparent. Yeah. Is that the right? Yeah, as possible. Right. But basically, um, if Nick Hakim had constantly released those EPs, would I be as much of a fan now? And the yeah. answer would be like, holy shit, yeah, imagine if I had 30 of those songs. That, you know, that yeah. first two EPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think, well, I bet someone, I always say to myself, that's the example that people use when they want to hear out the baseline constantly. But I know, I just know for certain that, oh, I don't know for certain, but I feel like it's my duty that people get stuck people get stuck in a, in a, they're constantly listening to a Neo Soul playlist on their um, Apple or Spotify. And they, in a weird way, they think they like it, but they're just not exposed to something new. (laughs) (laughs) So they're dumb. (laughs) No, no, no. no. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like people want to hear different music, but they just don't, they just don't make the effort. So if, yeah, in, in answering your question, I don't think I would be as big because, yes, those songs got me on the map and they, they have like a place in people's heart. Mm. But Green Twins made Nick Hakim bigger than those two EPs did as well. Like people, like the campaign that with Ninja and like my songs that came out on Warflower and Origin, they're like... I don't know. It's a constant. So know. here's another interesting thing, yeah. Shit. To that, it, it actually links know. up with that, yeah. So you see what you just said about Neo Soul playlists and stuff like that. You know, you'd still make a tune like now, sounding the way it sounds, and you'd get put in that Neo Soul playlist because your name's Jordan Rakai. I think that's 100%. so interesting because I feel the same way, yeah. So if I'm making a, um, I just released a, a piano only thing, yeah, solo piano thing. And one of my tunes that's uh, uh, on there got playlisted in like a UK jazz playlist. Mm. And then like I drop a tune with Emavi and it goes to the same playlist. If you listen to those two tunes, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. One of them is more classical leaning and the other one's just straight up neo soul. But they're in a jazz playlist because my name's Alpha Mist and I made Keep On. Do, do, you, know, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's... Mm. Your name yeah. itself. Tyler the Creator said that about hip hop. So, so your Didn't name itself becomes yeah, tied to a to a genre, and in that, no matter what you make, no matter what you release, you're going to be put yeah. in there. Like I think that's I, I kind of think that's not fair on the artist, but I definitely understand it because that's where yeah, your fans that. would be. Yeah. But then you can yeah. introduce them to new music through that. Like like you said, I fully yeah I fully understand that. I agree. Um, it's it's interesting. I I am um, like uh, I was I was listening to a comedian speak about um, the way he writes um, shows, right? And he said something about like <clears throat> if you if you um, say a joke that people have heard before um, at a show, people would love it, have a great time, but probably won't come back, right? But if you do a new joke every time, people want to come back because they know you're going to do something different every time. And I kind of feel like it's similar to making music, right, with an album. If I give you what you want, exactly what you want. I'm probably not going to rush to hear what you're going to do next time because I'm probably going to figure out what you've done. 
you've done it, you do it every single time. But I suppose there's something interesting about being able to do something different each album, and then audiences coming back being like, okay, what are they gonna do next? And it's something more. So I suppose Jordan, you're you're, you're like that comedian. You're like every album, you don't expect it'll be different every time. That's yeah. really um, come and see. Um, what, yeah, what I feel like the 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 best artists evolve. You know, mm. and I think it's important, you know, we have, you evolve as, as people as, as you grow older, you know, you, you become more mature and your tastes change and the stuff you listen to changes. And I think that's, you know, all the best artists have evolved. Um, yeah. And it might not be better or worse, that earlier stuff. You know, it's, you, just because you're not into the, your old stuff doesn't mean it's worse than what you're into now. It's just a different era and you, you, you go through different stages and stuff, you know. Have you guys, yeah, yeah. have you, this is, this might be hard to put you on the spot, but it'd be interesting as an experiment, but have you, f- like, when you first discovered an artist you loved, the album that you heard, have you ever loved an album more than that initial album that you've heard? Yeah. Or a song? Say that again? Sorry, yeah. that. Sorry I don't again, really know how to ask it. Basically, yeah, yeah. have you, like, have you, do you like anything in an artist's newer stuff that you liked? Oh my God. Yeah, no, so, so, no, okay, no, so, no, so, no, so, no, so, no, so, no, so, so, exactly, yeah, right, that's right. yeah. I, I, my answer is yes. Um, so, for example, Kendrick Lamar, I loved um, Overly Dedicated, his first mm. thing I ever heard from him, I loved it with all my heart, but then, to him Butterfly, I love it more than that, and you know what I'm saying? So, so, and also, it'll be a different place in your heart, I think. I think, that feeling of listening to Overly Dedicated, it's a different place. I'm able to, like, go... Mm. I don't go, it's better than To Pimp a Butterfly. I go, that just serves memories to me. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the same thing with, like, R&B, right? If I listen to, a, like, an old-school R&B song, it might not be better than a new-school R&B or a, a jet whatever, mm-hmm. but I just remember the feeling of listening to it. And I think, like, audience and consumers have to be able to... So just be mature in their in their thinking and not just think. Just There's not better or worse. It's, it's not better or worse just, all, the, all the time. It, so, sometimes it, it is. You. Sometimes it yeah. is. Sometimes it's terrible. But like yeah, a lot of the time, it's you have to understand you, you've got responsibility in mm. why you think it's better or why it doesn't connect as, as well as it did. You know, you might have had a girlfriend. You might have had, you know, you might have had a boyfriend. You might have had a, a car. Your first car had this album in the car and you did it all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? It's different. But there's there's music that I think that shit that the boys in my house will be playing all day long and like, and I'll never understand why they like it, but they have those, you know, they have those experiences, those memories with it. And um, I'd, I'd say it's shit, but... Yeah, but it's not. It's not for so, so many Jordan, people. Jordan, do you have that? Do you answering your own question? Do you have? Um, that's I, I. That's why I think I was putting myself on the spot by saying it. But I'm trying to think of someone like like I'm thinking of all the people I've loved in the last five years that, that I've like really loved because I've I've liked a lot of albums. In fact, I've loved a lot of albums. But I'm talking that like albums that have like changed the way. I heard maybe soul music was like Black Radio and Hiatus Coyote's first album and like people like that. And I don't like anything that came after those. So, I know, oh, sorry, I do like, I just don't like not, as, not much. as much. Yeah. Um, and then I think, okay, I wonder who else do I like? Bon Iver, like, yeah, I like his new album. I, in fact, I like them all fairly equally because they're sort of like ent- weird entities, but. I think weirdly, as a hypocrite, because sometimes I say this to myself, and I always use the Nick Hakim thing as an example, because I love his new music and his new song and all that, but there is this place in my heart for that first two EPs. Um, and I always feel like a hypocrite when I'm 
anti that as well because I am I am that person. And yeah. if I'm that person, I'm trying to be conscious about it. I can't imagine someone that's just like listens to music on the train, doesn't really think about it too much. They just want to chuck on the <laughs> feel good vibe sunny day playlist and then they just listen to the thing. Yeah. Alpha, yeah, what about, yeah. Alpha, what about you? So I've been thinking as you guys have been talking about this and I've, I feel like when it comes to my favourite artists, I do have better albums down the line after listening to the first album I came across. Um, but that's, funny enough, it's only my favourite artist. And I feel like that is because ah. I've given every project an equal chance. Because they're my favourite artist, I've given every yeah. single project. After the one I've loved, I've been like, yes, this is my favourite. Like, where are you now? What are you doing now? So I've given them an equal opportunity to stay sort of with me, basically, if that makes sense. Whereas, like, we don't normally give that much care to yeah, every artist project. Mm. You love the artist. Exactly. Do, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so exactly. I, f I feel like we can't really be too harsh with people. It will only be people that, I guess, will rank you in their favourite artist that will um, give that time, that equal... I don't know, mm. I think... I think it's the, yeah, it's definitely that, man. Because if I think about artists I like, but, you know, yeah. I think about a project that I liked and I'm like, yeah, I like that project. Mm. Like, there'll be certain artists where it's like, yeah, I like that tune. Yeah, Do you know I mean? On. I like that tune. You just didn't make that tune. Even to me, like, there's a, um, so Fonte, there's an artist called, um, well, you know, Fonte, Fonte from Little yeah, Brother. Yeah. Um, uh, so some people I know know him. I don't know him directly, but what he's always said to them, if my name comes up, is yeah man i really love that sunrise tune with emavi that's a sick tune and he said it like twice now yeah so what that tells me is he doesn't really rate <laughs> anything else <laughs> that is, that, is that is that is that offensive alpha it's not offensive it's not offensive to me i get offended Again. i get i get offended all the time <laughs> no nah, man i think about I, I think about the music i make yeah and i'm yeah. like i i like all these things all these different things but why should I expect this one person to like equally the same amount yeah. of things I like in the same way that I like them? People will have yeah. their tunes, innit? People will have their projects. Like but I find it, it is. Of course, man. But you know what I've I learned? I've, we know what I learned, though, from that is if when I'm speaking to another artist, I never say I like a tune from your first album or anything. You know, I just kind of don't say it because I know how I feel if someone's yes. like, I love Crazy Dream, man. I love it. Like, you know, I'd be a bit like, oh. Yeah, I get offended. So I, I, mine's, <laughs> mine's right, a step cool. further. Yeah. Mine's a step further. It's like, <laughs> so why things, why, why I hate when somebody, and it's, it's not, not hate, but like, where I start going, oh man, I'm not doing well, yeah? Is when I like, someone will be like, oh, I'm a big fan. And then they'll just only mention the songs with Tom. Only th those are the only ones that they mention. They go, listen, I, I like space. I like this one. I like. I'm like, well, you just like, you should be like Tom. Like, what? what like, like, you, know, really, you don't really yeah, like. You don't. Part, really, man. That's that, um, but but I get it because <laughs> I get it because um, it's exposed. <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> I get it because first of all, it's exposure. People's exposure to something. So like, if something's bigger um, than you. The most likely they're gonna find out about it um, in that capacity. But I think I think it's the idea of like being a fan. I think it's the idea of saying I'm a fan of you, and then mentioning mm. <laughs> something that has like only stuff about somebody else. I don't know. If I, I always go, oh, okay, is it? Yeah, is yeah. That? But then the thing is, yeah, you expect someone to go, oh, Barney, I'm a I'm a big fan. I really love painting sounds. 
and I really love yes. like yes yes I want I'm them to say that spitting the verse yes. <laughs> your, your very first that's verse exactly that you what I when want. you were 14 Man. they'll start spitting <laughs> I want. that's not realistic only only that Nardwa guy could do that no, no, this is, t- I'm going to totally change the topic, so maybe it's not worth it. Yeah, no, right, now I've already it. ruined it. Change it. Um, but um, we went to this, all four of us, oh, actually, I don't know if Barney went, but we all went to this jam session a couple of years ago. No, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't and, um, there. Alpha, I think Tom brought his guitar. It's like a jam session in East London. Oh, yeah. And, um, Unit 31, let's name them. Unit yeah, 31. Unit 31, oh, yeah. And, um... They that's where I remember the name of it now, actually. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but it was you know, it's got great, great vibes, but anyway, um, <laughs> this person like the beat was going. This person, I was sitting down on this couch, it's, it's it was just the start of the night. This person comes up to me, I'm telling you, they're like aggressively rapping into my ear. Um, oh, never, bro. never spoke a that word to them. I was sitting and looking at Tom and Alpha on the other side of the room. Like, Oh, and they were just like, I'm going fucking in. I'm going fucking in on the shit, motherfucker. Oh, and she God. was like, I was like, man, this is, this is bad. I'm going to say this is bad. And then she like finished and walked away with like, oh, no. as if it like, there was like a profound moment of musicality. But, um, uh, <laughs> is, there, is, is there a no. way you would like to be approached if by like somebody, like an up and cup, like say, Somebody wants to rap for you or sing for you or play you a beat. Is there anything that you would be like, that's a great way of, is, is there an example of somebody doing it in a great way that you can think of and then somebody doing it in a bad way? That, that makes I sense. find it really awkward when someone comes up to me and just starts rapping and they just say, I'm just going to rap for you and, and I'm just sitting there at Whoa. the pub or something. Someone's like rapping for me. <laughs> what? I find that really awkward, that. man. Because where do I look? Do I look in their eyes? Do you like, <laughs> I don't know, what do you do? <laughs> I've, I've, I've been rapped to at a rap concert. So I'm at a rap concert watching Mick Jenkins on stage and somebody's rapping in my ear whilst I'm rushing <laughs> him rap. I'm what? like, what? I'm like, I'll pay money to see Mick Isn't Jenkins. It? I don't want to hear you rap right now. Fair enough, he's rapping the lyrics of Mick Jenkins. No, he's not. He's no, he's not. No, no, no. He's rapping his own lyrics in my ear. So he's rapping his own lyrics in my ear while I'm watching Mick Jenkins. So it's totally different <laughs> lyrics that I've been rapped right You'd now. You'd be surprised, actually. I've noticed a lot of... Um, what do they call them? Not keyboard warriors, because it's not really... Do you, have you heard that term before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 2020, baby. And um, <laughs> um, I have this... I haven't even talked about it, actually, but I have this series on YouTube, which hey. is called A Song From Nothing, where like I'm in my little room and I'm trying to um, make a song from scratch. But I noticed there are a lot of... There's a lot of producers that go on there... Basically, everyone's right. Everyone thinks they're right, and it's mm. it, there's a lot of there's. I get a, quite a few hate hating comments That's or so people true, message man. me on Instagram. They're like, yeah. "Oh man, the way you use that compressor, like sort of laughable, blah blah blah." I'm like, "Okay." I said to him, "Can I hear your music? Do you mind sending me some of your music?" And then he didn't. He's just like, "No." And then um, <laughs> it happens a lot where people are like, people, people. It's a sense of like entitlement. To like tell you how to change something differently, like I remember when I released a song, um, it's just the it's just the way the world is now. However, and so like um, well, connected, Jordan. but I released mm. a song for Wallflower, and someone was just like, "Oh man, the chord changes in the chorus are basic or whatever." I'm like, well, Jordan, a lot of the time as well. Sorry to interrupt you. I remember when I was in university, I went for a year. There was this old guy, not old guy, a guy that was like ten years older than me on my course year. 
and he was, his name was David, yeah. Hope you're listening, David. I hate you. But he was this guy <laughs> called David, yeah. And he would like he would be like, yo, man, like I've been doing this for like for like 30, 15 years, man. I have all the, the racks and the compressors and the thing, and I invested all my time. I bought my own computers. I da 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 da. And so he invested all this time, and I, and his beats were shit. Like he was terrible. Yeah, he was a terrible producer. And sometimes people feel like with music, the more time you put in or the more money you spend, the better you are. And I know more than you, so that makes me better than you. Do you get what I'm saying? So sometimes with a lot of people, they go, oh, well, I've spent all this money and I've done all this time and the only reason you're big is because of luck. You know, if I got the opportunity, I would be big and no one just knows about it yet. And, and it's that as well. Some people kind of find that they've been doing it for a long time and they're like, why is it? Why are you doing it? You're doing it wrong. I've done it for years. So, you know, it's like when people go on X Factor and be like, I studied music for five years and they're still, they can't sing, but they go, well, I've studied music, so what are you on about? It's that. This is the yeah. thing, man. I think it's more of a, not really thinking they've done um, so much. It's more so them thinking you haven't done yes, as yes. much. Sorry. So it's from, people also underestimate the quote-unquote bedroom producer that yeah. does well. They underestimate them because um, the thing is, the way we use logic and the way we use the things we use these are just things, we've just had a certain amount of tools to our disposal. We haven't, we weren't sort of born in a like crazy sort of Prince level studio. We weren't going there since we were sitting, we were just in our bedrooms, innit? So the way we work and the way we do things, as long as, you know, the end product is there to how we like it, like, yeah. I, I don't think. You gotta ignore anyone like that, man. That's, yeah, they're, yeah, just, yeah. they're just dumb because obviously yeah. it's not about the compressors and shit it's about yeah it's whatever you use you know Keshinardi uses FL Studios mm. yeah there is Everyone no says that's nah, whack you know look, there's no rules <laughs> you know what I'm saying Jordan yeah. Jordan, yeah, Jordan yeah Jordan get a little snobby but hey <laughs> no, I'm I started off <laughs> no, no 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 yeah, it, it doesn't matter what you have man or what you use yeah, it's, about, it's about how you use it it's about how you use it right but on I that think, topic yeah yeah, yeah I think I'm sorry I was going to say one thing Alpha said that and I was thinking something while he continued to talk and then I didn't say it out loud. Um, what did you just say, Alpha? Sorry. Um, just, just about bedroom people underestimating, underestimating the work that bedroom producers actually put in. Because not just sitting there, like mm. you have to learn. You have to be some sort of all rounder. Like you have to learn everything to a sort of average degree to get your tunes out. Because it's just you yeah. at the start, anyway. It's just you. So that in yeah, itself right. is a skill that maybe someone that studied engineering for five years at the best college can't comprehend. And because they have this knowledge, again, it's the same thing, man. You're speaking from a place of knowledge, so you think that everything else is, you know, how can you not do this? Well, if you study yeah. something for five years and I haven't, of course you could do it and I can't, but... Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so uh, I got, yeah, I got so a point I, think I hate people. On that, I sort of on <laughs> sort of on that note, on a on a weird thing, um, someone mentioned to me, "Aren't I worried that people are going to get an insight into how I make music? Um, you know, am I revealing all these tricks that ah. I do, sort of thing?" Ah. Um, but my re my reply was just that logic. Stuff that I do, like any trick, maybe there's a trick I do with cutting something and then fading and then doubling it, whatever. These are all tricks that anyone can do and anyone can learn if they practice. So they're the people that study and they like practice shortcuts for a couple of weeks and then they got a good workflow. 
but it's so basically i'm i want to give people all of those shortcuts so that that is not stunting the creative process but you can't really i can't reveal like you don't have a workflow when it comes to harmony or there's no tricks when it comes to like songwriting it's more like that's intuitive and it's like it comes when it happens whereas all the stuff like chopping drums mm. and doing that like that's not something that people can steal because that should be a tool that people can use for themselves if that makes sense it's, what do you think of people um, what do you think of people steal cuz i know of keyboardists who stop playing when you go up to them like or put their hands really? in really like really? Well, that's, 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 what do you that's mean? absolutely ridiculous man <laughs> you, get, really you get guitarists who who put tape over their pedal boards so you don't know what they're using and stuff really um, that's yeah. that's a different thing because that's their signature sound perhaps and they don't want people to sort of emulate uh, i'm not going to name anyone plenty of guitarists out there who do that that's um, trash yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keyboardists, that, yeah. the, the thing of the, the keyboard hands man that's like i think it's level. all the same level i think it's all the same level <laughs> you know. I, I i think um sort of <laughs> that's more extreme chords, man hiding, hiding hiding your chords or hiding your runs or whatever the hell you do like there's musicians that would do what? that there's musicians out there um, that is trash. Do that. So, See, grow up. What, so do they never play up, any bro. music because they're worried people will just copy what they <laughs> what they do? Like it's so dumb. Yeah, people can't see it. People looking at the fingers. Yeah, but if you're good, you can just listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's that. But yeah. again, I guess they don't want to give it to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, that's so dumb. Oh yeah, you can listen but to it. I'm hey hey man. I don't make the rules of this world. I'm just dumb. Hey, if you're listening to this, yeah, I'm Barney and I think you're dumb. Stop doing that, blood. You're dumb. In the same way, those all of those licks that those people play are just a collection of the licks that they learnt as well. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. You're not inventing keys, bro. But it's their own recipe, isn't it? It's dumb, bro. No one's stealing my licks. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even try and steal my licks. People are stupid. It's a weird world. It's a weird world. But yeah, I just wanted to add that because as well as, I guess, engineers worried about people stealing their way of doing things, musicians, it's levels as well. People are like, listen, I don't want you to copy this. I don't want you to sound like me here or do Mm. this or do that. I don't know, man, but the world's a strange place. But yeah. So we we got a new segment this week and it is called Send Us a Song and We Shall Play It and Deconstruct It. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work on the name. We'll, we'll get a better name. Yeah, we'll get a better name. Um, but we got thanks everybody for submitting the songs. We had trouble choosing our favorite. Um, a lot of back and forth. Tons of it. And, um, of back and forth. some fights. A lot of fights. But some fights on some songs. Seems to be our favorite choice for this week. Who wants to talk about? I will. Yeah. The song is called Desire from a band called First Beige and Barney seems to believe they are from Brisbane, Australia. They are, baby. Cheers! Hometown. That's it. Hometown. Hometown. Should we have a listen? Um. All right, let's spin it.
was a track called Desire from a Brisbane-based band, First Beige, who I don't actually know, but that's cool. Shout out to the 4101 Brisbane West End. That's where I come. Hey, baby. 18 years of my life. So, Jordan, listening to this, I have but one question. Has Brisbane got a sound? That's a good question. I think um, when I... I don't know. I think where... Well, when I was in Australia, everyone was very inspired by what America and Europe were doing, except Hiatus Coyote, who then they inspired like the Australian sound of this sort of ilk, like soulful, um, groovy vibe. Um, but I don't think so. I don't think Brisbane, not that I know, but I haven't been there for five years now. So maybe it's got like a sound burgeoning out of it. But do, do you, would, would you say on a quick um, detour, would you say any country has a sound? Yeah. Uh, yes. Cities yeah, okay. have a sound. There's certain cities that have a sound. Yeah, like if you, LA, if you look, actually, if you think yeah. about hip hop, you can yeah, easily yeah. go New York hip hop, New York, LA, yeah. Atlanta, West Coast hip hop, South East London jazz. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, that's true. That's well, kind of inaccurate. Maybe, that but last it, one. It's but, cool, yeah. man. I liked it. I like like the like basically listening to it. Lots of choices that I would make like. Um, groovy drums with like ethereal atmospheric synthesizers then back to like a a reprisal groove and then yeah nice yeah it sounded a lot like you is that um, is that cool or is that weird i don't i don't hear i don't hear the influence that sounds like me do you not because i no. i did um i feel like alpha did you did you hear some jordan inspired sounds <laughs> that's why you asked the question yeah yeah <laughs> That I asked, yes, does Brisbane have the sound? Because um, what is what is the Jordan sound? So so yeah, um, I mean, baseline. Jordan, those stabs were quite um quite Jordan, wouldn't you say? You know the even even the kind of the live instrumentation, the way it sounds, the you know, I think it was very Jordan sounding. I, I think it was nice sounding, so maybe that means I like <laughs> Yeah, man. There we go. There we go. <laughs> there he is. Um, yeah, love, love for everybody that's been sending stuff in. Um, yeah, keeps, keeps, keep sending it in, man. Um, uh, are we live? Instagram DMs. We go through them. We check and we debate them. Um, we've got some really, 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 really good ones um, that have come through. Yeah, we've got um, some so ones that we're going to play next week, I think. Where it, it just because you didn't message... As in, if you message this week, we might still consider you for future weeks. It's just a tight, tough yeah. time. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be upset. Um, yes, there's a lot of great music. So, yeah, wicked. Cool. Should we get into the, um, our own yes. selections now? Yeah, let's do it. Who wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Cool. Oh. Every coin that I've been tossed, accounted for. And every coin that I've been tossed, accounted for. Well, I 
stay firm into the ground I'll go right through the center of my mind I'll come steady I'll see it through my fickle fragility If I stop to catch my balance And if my voice as it goes out They quiet me Cause I've been trying to figure out if it's magic And every coin that I've been tossed accounted for That song was called Currents by Native Dancer and they're my friends, a band from London, an amazing, amazing band. Uh, and Frida, the singer, is one of my favourite singers, basically, in the world. She's insane. She sings on a couple of my songs on my last album and, yeah, insane voice, insane singer, insane band. Insane choice. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do you guys think? Cool, yeah, shall I go? Yeah, man, it's it's yeah, you sounds really nice. The certain synth sounds I was so like sort of curious about when I was listening to it. Like, I wonder what sort of synth that was or what keyboard that was and blah blah blah. Um, sounds good, but just hearing off it off the back of. Um, you mentioned the Brisbane sound. Then you mentioned how Hiatus Coyote influenced like a whole area, like. And then I was listening to this, and I was like, "What? What does it feel like?" I don't. I don't. This music. This sort of music. I can't just reduce it and go, "Oh yeah, that's Hiatus Coyote sounding." So, but there's a lot of influences in there, like in terms of groove changing up within it, and like, just like. Mm. Uh, strange, not even strange, just like unorthodox harmony choices with a singer. Um, yeah, it, it almost reminded me of a lot of like hiatus, the way hiatus coyote approach stuff. But again, I don't want to, I don't say that. I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but I don't say that as to make this music any less because it's, it's amazing. And, and trust me, these lot have been making music for ages. Like, so they were probably making this <laughs> sort of stuff before I even mm. heard of a hiatus coyote. Um, so this is, Native Dance of his, is this just, is this Sam Crow and um, uh, uh, Frida? That who was Sam Crow, Frida, Josh and John Harvey on bass, Josh Arcaleo on sax and John mm. on bass. So these people... Yeah, they they they've have been around similar influences. Yeah, 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 exactly. There's, there's got yeah, to be some, some father... And- some father or mother figure, music musician. I don't know who that is though. Maybe maybe a like D'Angelo or Prince or I don't know. Who is like yeah. the other generation, like the upper sort of generation that influenced Erica. the highest coyote? Erica. Okay. It's a mixture of stuff. Yeah, so Aquarians, I guess, and a bunch I think of stuff. those guys they love and hiatus they love like the Erica 
thing but they love maybe different time signatures because there's some jazz cats in there and then mm. they also love synthesizers because they're into that experimentation so it's not like straight up yeah. neo soul no yeah. it's yeah. mixture soul. stuff it's like that's why it's an eclectic thing of like you know jazz fusion mixed with like soul mm. mixed with like yeah yeah man also like I loved it I thought it was, it was incredible but you know what I loved about it and I think Hiatus have got a similar thing as well is that the singer doesn't sound like they're like America, like they don't sound like fully American. Is that just me? Like she sounds like she's from where she's from. She doesn't just sound like she's just like you don't know where. Like I don't know. There's something about the way that she's singing that's just really, really authentic and like really, really amazing about her voice and like the cadences and the way she says certain words. Um, yeah. That I think Napalm does something very similar. Remind as well. me of Napalm. Yeah, yeah, which is like, which is like, it's not <clears throat> like an American sing. It's not like just this is an American singer. It's like. You can hear. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah, um, yeah I know what you mean. But but yeah, like, I I loved it. Um, I thought like uh, it was groovy. The, the change up in 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 time signatures. To be fair, I actually didn't think about the hiatus thing until Alpha mentioned it. But now he's mentioned it, I now see exactly where you're coming from with it. And do you reckon that that's a is is that a bad thing to like sound like someone? Do you know what I think? I think it speaks to it speaks to my lack of my my lack of knowledge when it comes to influence wise so this is my point of reference so you know how like mm. a lot of people yeah, will just shelf yeah. artists under certain shelves because that's the only shelf you know do you know what i'm saying yeah so a lot yeah, of people yeah, will, will be like will, will, will put me for example mm. yeah he sounds like robert glasper or he sounds like yeah do you know what i mean just off of the that's their closest reference. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and exactly. Again, yeah. that more that more speaks to that person's references rather than my music. So, I guess I I guess it yeah. speaks to both in a way. But yeah, I think more so that, it's for the person that's speaking. Um, so yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, Tom, what do you think? Yeah. I liked it, man. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking I kind of agreed with Alpha. I was quite I was thinking this. Her voice reminds me of um, Napalm's voice and the, and the band, I guess, also gave me that high Coyote vibe. But, um, and I don't think that's a lack of my knowledge of of the, potentially the influences. I, I completely see your point there. Um, but, but yeah, I, I liked it. I saw them play at Buffsy a few years ago and they were really good live. Oh, sick. Yeah, like, they, they, they sound like, I mean, the, the, the line-up is like, like an elite level lineup, do you get what I'm saying? It's not like amazing musicians, yeah. Really, really good musicians and an incredible vocalist, so you know, you can't really beat it. Right. I'll go I'll go next guys. Alright, cool, wicked.
discovered this girl actually yesterday on spotify went on my um recommended stuff to listen to i don't normally do that but i did that and um i really like her voice and i've never heard of her and um the whole album's pretty nice her latest album the production is pretty cool and it's it's nice to hear like a a, a, f- a fresh voice for me I, she, there's something about her voice that sounds a bit like minnie ripperton I really like Minnie Ripton. And then I looked up and saw she had... She's quite influenced by Minnie Ripton. Um, yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, I've First learned, of all, she's I've world Ari famous. For a, for a, yeah, Ari Lennox is like pretty pretty big. She's like... Yeah, a, man, I've, I've never heard of her. She's like, it's like, no. her, like her and like a, a girl called Summer Walker are kind of like the new like wave oh, R&B. Like, it's like her and... I know, I, know, I know Summer Walker, yeah. Yeah, so like those two are like kind of like the newbies that are kind of like on the rise. Um, Ari's, vo- right. Ari's voice is incredible. Um, uh, to be fair, like I'm not. I actually wasn't a massive fan of that song. To be honest, it kind of felt for mm. me a little bit too nostalgic, like a little bit too um, Motowny, but like without the the the, the spirit, it, it kind of felt for me a little bit like because mm. um, there's other songs that, that Ari's got that I absolutely like love, where it's kind of like mm. it's still new with that that Minnie Ripperton is like a perfect analogy. Like yeah, her voice that that's that's mm. what yeah that kind of um, but like new and that kind of felt like a little bit of a dated kind of not but like trying to trying to throw it back to like uh, the old school but not quite like not quite getting it um, for me that person was right. but yeah Ari, Ari's voice like as you said you love the voice more so than the song I'm guessing and and, uh, and Ari's voice is like yeah like superb incredible mm. I like I like the production and the melodies as well it's not it's not just her voice it's um yeah, it didn't. It didn't. I, for me, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that kind of that dated feel to it, Fair or it fe- not feeling kind of you know. Um, I feel like she has her own thing going on there. Fair play. I think it was sick. I think her voice was um, yeah insane. I never heard of her as well. And Come on, boys! Come on, boys! What's going I on, like, there, boys? I like the raspiness. I like the like, the, the grunt. What's that? 
How do I know her and you guys don't? I thought I was the most <laughs> under the rock person. Alpha, you're, you're, on, Alpha, you're on black Twitter, mate. So, oh, you yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> but the thing is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got a pass. You got a 30 day, uh, you know what I mean? You got a 30 day pass. <laughs> no, I thought it was sick, man. I liked it. Yeah, so her, her voice is incredible, but that's not the first way I sort of know of her. I know of her for, from her personality, basically. And that's why I really like right. this song, because this is her. Like, this song's very real to uh, the per- sort of personality she projects, isn't it? Like, the What's stuff the she's... What's the personality? No, oh, no, no. It's, yeah, she's, she's hilarious, but it's not really like... I couldn't distinctly tell you, but I'm just saying the stuff she mentioned on this tune, um, our, our stuff she'd like moan about on Instagram Live and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So right. she's speaking more to her actual experience. So it, the song immediately felt more real to me because that's how I sort of absorb music. I, I kind of get it from... If someone's being real on a tune, I'm more likely to mm. appreciate the song. Um, so, yeah. And plus her voice is incredible, so... Yeah, it, it it's yeah all round. I liked it, man. I liked it for those two those two reasons because of her voice and more because of what she was speaking about. And because I, from what I've I've seen of her, I know that to be her her actual personality. Do you think? Um, do you guys think that your personality has to match the lyrical content that you put out? So, for example, if your personality online is laughy, jokey, it should have some similar aspects in your music, or do you think they could be, they could be separate and be fine? I think you could, you can, that, everyone's got different parts of their brains, isn't it? You've got different parts of your mind. So as long as what you put on that song is you, it, people feel that regard. Well, I, anyway, I feel like I've got something. I, I can feel, like, if someone's lying to me in a song, I just won't like it. Like, or I, I, I'll just feel <laughs> like, I'll feel like, no, you're lying to me. So forget that. And you're not trying to paint a story to me. You're just, you're just lying. You're trying to pass this off as your real self. Whereas, like, if you, for you, I'm guessing you're asking that because of you. Um, So you're happy sort of on Instagram and then your stuff is pretty solemn and, like, the stuff you're talking about is more deeper subjects than you you bring up on... Well, to be honest, you bring up deep subjects on Insta as well, but it's like Mm. you're more smiley about it. Bubbly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think think Mm. it can exist. It can exist. Those things can both be part of you and both be real. Like it's not a it's not a it's not a battle of oh I'm a happy person or I'm a sad person. I've got happy days and I've got sad days. That's what it is. Um, but on this track in particular, this has to be how you really felt when you made this track. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, this way is. Cool. Cool. Um, Who's next? I'll go next. I'll go next. Alright, wicked. When the gold becomes dark and the magic starts to fade. When it all comes to an end When there's nothing left to say Yeah. 
Yeah, so that was a tune by Thundercat called It Is What It Is off of his latest album, It Is What It Is. This is the last track of it. And um, yeah, this track is separated into two parts. Uh, I more so played this song for the first half um, to talk about the first half, but interested to see what you think about it as a whole. Um, so yeah, he wants to go. He wants to go first. I thought it was sick. I always the, the struggle with me is, I always hear his voice and think he's joking because a lot of his songs are, com- comedy satirical songs. Yeah. And um, and, but then I listen to his lyrics. I'm like, oh, this is sick. He's actually singing about something. Um, mm. and then man, what the fuck? There was some dissonance like just before the change that I really liked. I, I mean, I, I don't know why, but it just made me go, oh, shit. I thought it was his bass doing that, but I, it was a guitarist, right? It's both of them. Both of them. Um, I think maybe yeah, that's... Yeah, it was crazy. And I love the outro. I love the outro as well. Um, I love the... Um, I love their commitment to that drum sound. Like, I always feel like drums have to sound a certain way, but then I don't want it to do that. But when I hear something like that, it makes me just go like, oh, if Thundercat's doing it, mm. I can do it as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's nice. So you think there's yeah. a right and wrong yeah. way to do drums? No, I, I used to be like, okay, the kick's going to be loud, the snare's going to be crisp and blah, blah. Mm. But like hearing that super distorted and like really like washy, but it sounded nice. And like you yeah. don't have to, you can just have your own mixing style. You don't need to like be perfect. And um, that's a classic yeah, example of it right there. I hear that. Yeah, I thought, I, I thought, it, was, I thought it was sick. But like, Thundercat's just too sick. It gets me annoyed. Not annoyed, but I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, like, of course, just good, like, it's going to be sick. Like, I don't know. He's just like, the way he plays the bass, yeah, and like, 
obviously I'm not very I'm not music I can't I can just tell it in layman's that I'm not very good at like musical whatever theory and that but like the way that he plays the notes and how it like hits just certain emotions like immediately because mm. you like because like people don't play the bass like that normally do you know what I'm saying so like if you haven't listened to Thundercat in a long time and you hear him for like in like like you just go whoa that is man was it was there anybody that he's is he is there anybody that plays bass like Thundercat before Thundercat like can you give me some examples I don't really know anyone so like is there anyone that you can be like oh Thundercat is like said person before him not that I know of he's very influenced by Jack Jacko yeah you can um, just say Jacko yeah. Did, yeah did he play the bass like that he's probably he's probably the least uh, bassist inspired by Pino you can find yeah if you think yeah, of yeah. Pino and then you think of Thundercat yeah. They're so they're so far apart, but they're both like I guess less people try and do what Thundercat can do as a bassist, um, probably because it's so distinct, so te- technical, I yeah. guess, and distinct. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas I find a lot of bassists kind of emulate Pino's style. But yeah, it's interesting. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a really beautiful track. Um, I love how Thundercat just doesn't. He does such weird shit. Like his chords are so weird and stuff, and and it's and it's on like it, you know, and he's he's a big artist, you know. And I, th- I always like artists who are who have that kind of platform and 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 do yeah, really out there stuff. You know, I mean, th- th- this is pretty um, experimental. This track and and it and it's and I'm glad that there's big artists like Thundercat doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I really liked it. I think. Um, the first half reminds me, just weirdly, just reminds me like, of like a Brazilian standard, like a Brazilian jazz standard or something like that. That's on, a, that's on like a jazz guitar. And just from back in the day, like I don't know why, because the harmony, it's not like it was harmonically very similar to that sort of stuff, but it just reminded mm-hmm. me of, of, of that sort of thing. And yeah, yeah, it, just, it was nice to hear him, you know, you know, normally when you hear him singing, well, you know, I don't want to generalise his music, but like Jordan said, he's got like a comedic sort of way to writing lyrics and stuff like that. Mm. So it's nice to hear him sort of be real and mm. even name drop, boy. That yeah. was a bit, woof. When I first heard that, I was like, oh, shit, really? Okay. Um, yeah, man. And um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think I like that. I like that about this tune. But yeah, that was that was that was my tune. Yeah, I also similar to Jordan. I find it inspiring that um, hearing him, do, hearing Thundercat do something like that makes me think I can do weirder shit, you know, with my own stuff. Like when I when I hear stuff, I find it inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my own way, you know. Exactly. Something. Like you don't it doesn't have to be the. Yeah, you feel like it's got to sound nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it can just you can just don't it doesn't have to be super deep. It just, if you like it and it sounds good, just put it out, sort of thing. I do want to they're, mention. Yeah, they're, they're, I do want to mention that this is the very last track of this album. Do you know what I mean? I think that. Do you, I don't know what you guys think. Do you think that contributes? Like Jordan, if you was arranging an album, would you put the more, more out stuff later in the album as opposed to earlier, or like um, would you leave because they didn't yeah, leave? This wasn't we, a single. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I think. Um, that's typically the case. Like Ninja always wanted a Ninja tune, my label, always wanted to put the strongest, most accessible songs in the first half, um, so that people didn't fall off too soon. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, like Mantra is the last track, and it's like six and a half minutes, and that 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's not anywhere as near as deep as that song, but it is the mm. more, most obscure song on the album, for sure. I think that's interesting. Um, I don't, I always put my, my, I don't, I never put, like, my, I always, like, ending on a high, for me, albums. I go, yay! The well, one before that's always rolling. Credits rolling. Yeah, credits. It's, it's always credits rolling. Like for my, like that's the, that, at the end of my album. I like starting slow and building middle tension and then ending slow. Interesting, like, Tom. What do you like doing? Do you have a way of doing things yet, or are you still working on it's it? It's more just project by project. Still project by project, man. I, I don't have like a certain um, journey in terms of energy. It depends. Depends what feels right for me. It's about the music. Love that. I hear that. Alpha, about the Alpha, Alpha do, you do, do you do the same thing? No, no, it's like t- Tom, projects to projects. I do have one certain way for every project, though, so, yeah, it's a, it's a mix of both. Fair play. But, yeah. All right, go? cool. You want to go? I'll, I'll, last track, Brian. I'll be last. Go. Pressure, pressure. All right, uh, the song is...
Okay, that was uh, Nini Ola with Maradona. Um, uh, she's from Nigeria. Um, and I was in Uganda recently. Um, and, uh, and I went to Kenya as well. And um, this song was just like playing loads. It's, quite, it's actually pretty big. Um, and yeah, like recently I've just been playing it in the house. So I thought I'd share some African vibes with the people then. Um, mm. What do you guys think? Banger. I liked it, man. Banger, yeah. Make, making me move. Yeah, man. Man, I gotta say, I really love like, I love the new wave of. Basically, I've I've been so out of touch with like what's popping off right now, and I heard Rosalia, the Spanish singer, do um, do like that modern take on like the old school Spanish music, and um, I didn't even realize there's a massive like wave of african artists like popping off in the uk charts yeah but someone told me i forgot all the names they told me but i listen to music it's sick it's like a modern i mean you guys know because you've heard it but it's sort of like electro i don't know i can't really describe it it's really unique sounding Mm. remember i played a a few a few episodes back i played a guy called burner boy um, and i played a a song called uh, bonner and and yeah there's like a wave of kind of like like african artists Mm. that are kind of like Tapping into like the kind of roots of Afro Afro beats, like from back in the day, like Fella and that yeah, kind of man. stuff. Um, but then kind of like revamping it, mm. um, and like this song especially, like for me, you can kind of hear the feels. Like it, it, and what I love about it is just that it's just really simple. There's not much. It's just really good playing, really good groove, like just good sprinkles yeah, on it, and just kind of keeps, keeps you keeps you rocking. What's that tune? What I think it reminded me of that tune, Sorry. Barney, that we were talking about like ages ago that I loved. Oh, um, Casso or something like that is absolute banger. I'll, I'll find out the we'll name. Find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a banger. I know it's about. Yeah. What I love about it also is like it makes you realize like how in how deep music is there because I used to hear a rhythm like that and I would think it's like a Latin or Caribbean rhythm, but you realize like they're all inspired by the original like rhythms from Africa. So that's why I like I like hearing it. In like modern African music, you're like, well, this is their modern take on their original sound, if that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it feels, I don't know, it's something about it. It feels like more organic. Yeah, authentic. <laughs> Even though it sounds like trap, it sort of sounds like trap African music, but it's like not trap. Mm. I mean like tr- electronic production, mm. like sounds with yeah. like the feel and the swing, the swing of like African music. Well, it's got that club influence, I guess. It's got that kind of like, yeah. you know, yeah, dance yeah. floors. Yeah. 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 Dope as F, bro. Yeah. Alpha? Nice. Oh, yeah, it's what do you just, think, Alpha? Yeah, it's a banger, isn't it? It's a nice... Um, yeah, all, all of the above. All of the above. Um, I... I think... I find it similar to, like, when I... When someone plays me, like, a really good reggae tune. Like, if someone plays me really good... Like, you'd, you'd have to do a lot for me to dislike this music. Like, this music's so sort mm. of, like, like I feel it. Like, I don't know, maybe because it's just been in and around me and my house, basically. Exactly. Growing up, yeah. that is, it's sort of hard to... Yeah, I'm always going to be on side on this, on, on this sort of stuff. But, yeah, this tune is wicked. Uh, let's check the next... Um, the rest of the album, actually. But, yeah, like I said, man, it's a bit weird. Like, in this quarantine... It, this is more this this tune like improves your mood straight away. I feel yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. That's what I've been playing in the house. Yeah, I've been yeah, playing. It's one of them the sort um, of tunes like, 
And maybe opposite to what I said last week about um, maybe tunes will be less clubby sounding because of the quarantine. Maybe they'll be even more just to lift people's spirits. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It could be that yeah. instead. Yeah, um, exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, banger, banger. What can I say? Yeah. Wicked. Yeah, man. Safe. All right. All right, then, nice boys. One, guys. All right, cool. Um, well, nice that's, one, been, guys. that's been episode two um, of the quarantine specials. Um, please um, send, if you're sending us music, DM us, Are We Live, Instagram. Let us know what you think about the podcast as well. Um, we did a, we did a um, before we got, we did a, a, a vote on who, who had the best song last week, and it was actually a tie between Alpha and Tom. So there you go, guys. Really? Uh, Seriously. What did I pick last week? I can't remember what I picked last week. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Somebody said you cheated. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, it was actually like, someone said you cheated for using Hans Zimmer. They were like, ah. Hans Zimmer's always going to win. Um, but yeah, no. So please, like, we, I think we're going to do that every week as well. So um, thanks for listening and stuff. And uh, we really appreciate it. You know? Yeah, nice one, yeah, guys. Catch you next time. Catch you next right, time. Peace. 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 Bye-bye.